ridiculous. This is our first little teaser episode. If you haven't guessed by our title, whatever we end up with, today is Valentine's Day that you are hearing our premiere episode of our podcast. We are Gimme the Creeps. Hello. We enjoy dark, interesting topics, and we're going to put a little spin on love today, and that's Daniela. Hello. And I am her co-host, Abby. And yeah, we're going to, I guess, jump into it. My most recent fascination has been with something called spectrophilia. Have you heard that term I have before? not. Tell me all about it. So apparently spectrophilia is classified as both a phenomenon and a fetish, depending on how the term is being used. So pretty much people can fall in love with ghosts and they say that it's normal It's their preference in some cases that they are having these relationships with ghosts or spirits of some kind. How does that happen? I'm going to go ahead and jump into this one case that I found. Uh, Her name is Natasha Blasik. This article came out in 2017. It's just a brief investigation into human ghost intercourse. And so this person interviewed Natasha Blasik, and she's an actress of, of, I guess, a movie or something called Paranormal 2. I didn't really look into what she's been featured in, but she made the news for claiming to have had sex on two occasions with a ghost. She appeared on a show called This Morning on British television, and she she acted like it was so normal. I watched this clip of her being... Uh, interviewed on this little morning show and it's it was hilarious because it's literally just you know basic people that probably would never think that this even existed and they're just you know dumbstruck if that's even a word I don't know if I made that up just now Um, as she's just describing uh, falling in love with ghosts and having these flings I guess so she said that she could feel the weight of a body on top of her and she couldn't see anyone, but she could feel like energy and she felt warm and she was very confused at first, but then she just decided to relax and that it was very, very pleasurable. What? Yeah. And so a hashtag appeared on the screen that said hashtag sex with ghosts. And so I guess more, that was very intriguing to some people. And so she, she made like big stories out there. So she said that after the whole event was over, the ghost just like left, but then came back in about a month after that. And it was the same that she felt the weight on top of her and the whole thing just started again, but it was still very enjoyable. What? And uh, they asked like, was this full on penetrative sex by a ghost? And um, she said, yes, that's what it felt like. So then they go and. Uh, in this article, they go on to discuss like succubus and incubus and mm, demons yeah. of that sort because those are sexually driven entities. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she said she doesn't feel I, – I guess she she didn't feel like it was that. So then they go on to discuss like the, what the fetish is and stuff and that uh, these demons seduce humans for evil reasons. I guess – I don't know, to like win their souls or something. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if it's when your soul, but... Right? Okay. Yeah, I know. I guess they feed off of your 
sexual. Yes. Yeah, I need. I wanted to do a, another thing on succubus and angels too. Yeah, we definitely need to do those that. Those are yeah. those are very interesting. Oh, that's hilarious! This article says that the Travel Channel ran a Valentine's Day special called "Ghostly Lovers." How Get perfect out is that? Of here. <laughs> I mean, there's some, there's somebody out there for any for anyone, I guess. I mean, whatever you're looking for, I'm not judging. But was it really that? There have been or... multiple. I, didn't Kesha come out with saying that she had sex with a ghost? You know, I feel like I might have heard that. Yeah, she went on and said. <laughs> on some show that she's had sex with a ghost and it was it wasn't bad it was closer to enjoyable than freaky i guess like in the terms of being creeped out and wanting it to end right i would definitely want to how would you feel if you felt something climb on top of you but it wasn't in a menacing way like how could you even decipher i would still freak the fuck out like if an invisible thing was like holding me down even if it wasn't even if it was like gentle i would still freak out like there's nothing behind me but it feels like there's something on top of me i would freak out mhm i know i don't know what i would do i'd just be like i'm not consenting to this and then like the ghost just doesn't care and it like, <laughs> pulls your hair or maybe it like goes inside of you in a way where you can't control, like you enjoy it. Like you can't control that you're enjoying it. It's very interesting. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. That's really, I don't know. Uh, very interesting. So I've I don't know if this that. is somebody else. Let me actually look it up because Amethyst Realm is the other case that I that I read about. And she also went on that same show, but I don't know if it was the same episode and they just had multiple people. Giving stories? Yeah, giving stories or if they just, if she renamed herself. Let me see if she looks the same. <laughs> yeah, it's her. Um, she named she herself was- Amethyst what? Realm. Amethyst Realm. So I, the interview I saw was with this with this woman. So I guess... Let me look up what the other girl's name was then. What did I say? Let me look it up. I just need to make sure I'm not getting stories confused. Uh, because if there's more than one, I want to know about these women and what they have to say about sex with ghosts. Right. Natasha Blasick. Let me look her up now. No, she's a, she's a different person. So I guess they did like a whole little special, like they said, the Travel Channel also did. Where yeah. people discussed she's oh they're they're both very pretty. I don't know. Maybe they just said it for the publicity. I mean, yes. Who knows? Any publicity <laughs> is good publicity when you're coming up. And so this woman um that also went on the show, she's 27 and she's a spiritual counselor from Bristol, England. She said that she met and fell in love with her current spirit partner on a visit to Australia. Um, and she said that this is the one, so she actually hopes to have a pregnancy with this spirit and she that she's been looking into phantom pregnancies. And I believe that a phantom pregnancy is actually a real pregnancy, but you have a phantom inside you rather than a real baby. Um, I've heard of phantom pregnancies being real where women feel like they are pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Tests are negative. So, uh, I don't know if it's like some kind of manifestation kind of thing when you're trying to have a baby. And it's just a mental thing. Yeah, I believe in that. Um, There was a queen or something that felt Mm -hmm. that happened to you also. I think it's it's actually a scientific 
um, not issue, I don't want to say issue or disorder or anything like that, but it's a thing that's explained by science where your body is. It wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. So you well, have it's just like and it's extremely frustrating for a lot of women who are trying to conceive or, yeah. you know, just trying to live a regular life. And they have all of these symptoms, nausea, um, breast tenderness, that kind of thing. No but I mean, period. that happens whenever you're about to get your period. That's true, too. That's but that's so also what they might also. Off. Yeah, so, that might be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, but yeah, she discusses <clears throat> phantom pregnancies and. She said she was, uh, that she felt its presence as she was dropping off to sleep is how she phrases it. And, um, she's had many sexual encounters with a spirit right before falling asleep, I guess. That's just so. Oh, she said the relationship lasted for three years before Amethyst and her spirit lover drifted apart. Uh, being in between worlds, Um... is it enough distance for you? Then I don't know. That is just. So they, she blamed it on that, like, oh, we drifted <laughs> apart. But he's, it's, it's a spirit. I mean, like, where are they? Yeah, like you went to go bang some, some other, other girl. human, and then it. It's the same ghost with all right. of these and ladies. What if, what if in they, that they meet each other? It turns into a Jerry Springer show on that this morning British <laughs> TV show. My phantom baby is yours. <laughs> How ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm not calling this ridiculous, whatever. If they're not hurting anybody, then do you, boo? But dang, this is this was just something interesting I got into. I was like, okay, people are uh into ghost sex. Interesting. So then I was like, what if that happened to me? I'd be like, I'd be down. I'm very open minded, but is that cheating though? I'd have to tell Hunter. You know, I feel like you might have to tell him. But at the same time, he wouldn't yeah. believe you. So. <laughs> exactly. This is not <laughs> rational. He'd be like, okay, Abby. <laughs> oh, sure. goodness. And then I read, <laughs> Amethyst is not alone in making headlines for planning a ghostly wedding. Because she's going to marry this ghost, remember, and have a family. How um, do any of these things a happen? A former like, Captain what? Jack Sparrow impersonator, Amanda Teague from Northern Ireland, reportedly married the ghost of a 17th century Haitian pirate in 2016. She went public with her story at the beginning of 2018 so that people such as herself would not feel alone in pursuing love affairs with spiritual beings. What on earth mm-hmm. is happening? Like how? This is not a legally recognized marriage because the paperwork cannot be filled out clearly, for the other clearly. So, um, these are yes. not recognized marriages, but it's you know it's an emotional thing. I mean, what is a they have a ceremony? Yeah, if you really think about it, one that's on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can you know I can I understand mean. having the ceremony because I mean that was yeah. that's what I would want to do. Just have the party and not actually do the thing. And, and, hey, at least the groom doesn't have to worry about being murdered for his money, okay? Because he's already dead. <laughs> but, um, all right. So that was my first little thing, trying to put out there that, you know, love comes in many forms. And happy Valentine's Day to all you uh, spectrophilia practicers, practicing individuals out there. Light up some candles. Yep. Are you lonely hearts? Oh, I just keep picturing that <laughs> scene from, what was it, Scary Movie 2, Tori Spelling? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, whenever yes, whenever he's like all over the all over the room with her. Yes, <laughs> but the the hilarious part of that was um he looks at the calendar and it's like Friday or something and he looks down she's wearing 
underwear that says Wednesday on it or something. It's grossed out. And I'm like, what choice do you have? She's she's a willing participant. Right. She's. (laughs) I just made me laugh. I do remember She's. That was a golden moment for her. Um, All right. Next story. Okay. So my story is a little bit of a love story. Um, It's very sad. Yeah. But it happened a really long time ago. And it's more of a legend. She was a real person, but what actually happened to her might not be all true. So here we go. This is a story on Minnie Key. Her family lived in Forrester, Michigan in 1851. So this is on on Lake Huron. Like it's literally, they, they had a cabin like right on the edge of the water, like where the Great Lakes are and stuff. Yeah. So her father had a lumber business and he shipped wood like to cities and even other countries through the ports of the lake. Mm. And um, he had... He had uh, his oldest daughter, his oldest daughter, Minnie, and I think there was uh, like three or four other kids. I think there was one boy. He was the favorite. Yeah, he was probably the favorite because boys are, but he was the- They hold value in those days. He was going to be the one that passed the name down. Mm. She was always around where the ports were because of her dad and stuff, and she met one of the sailors who was hired to help move her father's lumber onto the ships and stuff. And she's 15 years old. So, I mean, I'm sure in that time she was like ready to get married, but um, she became infatuated with this boy and all the other sailors or like people that were helping notice that she was always around and that she liked him. He ended up confessing that he liked her too. And Sailors obviously have the reputation that they drank heavily and they were promiscuous and they were doing all of these terrible things at different ports and stuff and they were just terrible people. Mm. That was the reputation at least. We don't ever know the name of the sailor. Like he never, they never know what the name is in any of these stories. But yeah. She, they become a thing and they're like in love and stuff. And her parents disapprove of it because he's a sailor. So they forbid them from being together and she is upset and should they still secretly see each other. The word around town is that she's a whore Damn. and that she's pregnant and all of these things because of the sailor. So I like I think like a couple months later the word gets back to her that he's died, that he oh, was in a shipwreck and they his body was lost at sea and all of these things. Her, yeah, I think I know a little bit about this. So, now it's ringing a bell. Yeah, so she never got to talk to him about anything or whatever. And mm-hmm. with all of the rumors that were going on about her and her parents were just so pissed because they didn't know if she was telling the truth or not. Yeah. and. She tarnished their reputation. Yes, because they were becoming a prominent family with the shipping and stuff. So one night she decides that she's going to walk out into the water and drown herself. And that is exactly what she does. She walks out into the water. There are some stories that say she walked out and there's others that she dived off of this enormous pier. But either way, she killed herself. 
Mm-hmm. She was only like 15 or 16 whenever she did that. There is also attached to that that happened like a long time ago. So now a part of the legend is that her spirit walks the beach where, or well, the lakeshore where she killed herself. And she, like, people have said that they can see her and stuff. But they also say that if she, if a woman is on the beach alone and she's walking at night, and she comes across Minnie that she'll try to lure her into the water oh, to kill herself man. too. Bitter. Yeah. And that is the story of Minnie Key. Wow. That's sad. So did he ever die or he just left her? Um, It's not entirely sure because they also don't know if that part was even yeah. real. So, yeah. Legend has it that she lures people to their death and since she couldn't have love she doesn't want anybody else to have love yeah speaking of luring into the ocean mm-hmm. i'm gonna discuss mythological creatures known as sirens yay they are known for luring sailors into rocks they are defined as any group of female and partly human creatures in greek mythology that lured mariners to destruction by their singing so the earliest description of these sirens was actually recorded in the odyssey and uh, odysseus was told that he would come across these these beings known as sirens and if he were to listen to their song they would lead him to his death so he had his men stuff their ears with beeswax um as they journeyed home from troy and he wanted to know if this was true, if these sirens were real. So what he did was he tied himself to a mast on the ship and listened to the song. The The ship was fine because his men were, they didn't hear the song. So he found out that they were in fact real. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what these sirens are. I actually really loved that story, The Odyssey. Yeah, me too. I, I enjoyed reading that. Okay, so there are three historic explorers who were apparently recorded in their journals that they'd seen sirens on their journeys. Um, One of them was Henry Hudson, and he was famous for making the first European sail up the river of the Hudson River, I'm assuming, because that's what his name is. So, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Henry Hudson was famously the first European to sail up the river and explore the bay at both now bear his name. Exactly. Ha. Okay, all right, all right. In 1608, Hudson noted in his logbook that a few of his crew had spotted a mermaid swimming close to the ship's side looking up at them. The sailors claimed that from the navel up, her back and breasts were like a woman's, but when she dove under the water, they saw her tail, which was like the tail of a purpoise. I don't know what that is. It's related to a... a, Is that what it's called? No, porpoise. 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 It's kind of like a, a dolphin. Yes. They're fat, um, though, I think, aren't they? They're like, yeah, they're like small whales, but they look, they look, real, yes. I think they're more related to a dolphin. They're super cute. Um, I saw, I know, they're so cute. I look, I had to look it up because I was like, I've heard, I've seen this word before, but I need to know how closely it looks to a dolphin. And it, mm-hmm. it does, it just has a short little nose, but it's a whale. So it's like, get your shit together. Um, <laughs> Captain John Smith is probably the best known for his exploits in Jamestown. The same one from Pocahontas? Yes. Um, but before he met Pocahontas, he had a few um, sailing expeditions that continued in 1611. 
And he was sailing off an island in the West Indies and saw a woman swimming with all possible grace, as he describes, and despite her long green hair, was by no means unattractive. The intrigued Captain Smith then observed that from below the stomach. Yeah. That is freaking cool. Oh, I got excited. Seaweed. I mean, that would be awesome, but I'm assuming it might be from algae growing in her hair. If she does have, highlight. if she does have human hair, or maybe her genetics are just green is where it's at for their, That's cool. their hair. And my guess is if Odysseus were to have had these sirens um, be around him, it's okay. So they never described what they looked like. This whole I'm going to discuss like how sirens ended up being more mermaid like, um, but apparently they were given wings. There were birds. They were like songstresses that were birds. And then um, after some time, their appearance gave more to fish-like creatures that sang. They sat on the rocks and sang. And my guess is that because people were able to outsmart them by denying their song, as in like putting cotton in their ears or whatever, then they wanted to be able to look more alluring. And it was by humans lust that they fell to the fell to prey you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so below the stomach the woman gave way to the fish is what he described and then she just slipped away so she didn't really have a a goal when she saw john smith i guess he just happened upon her and she was like a mermaid and he describes what she looks like and stuff and christopher columbus on january 9th 1493 reported seeing three mermaids which is interesting because apparently there were three sirens sent down for Odysseus whenever he was on his his journey. So three mermaids near the Dominican Republic. Columbus was not as fortunate as Captain Smith. His mermaids were not half as beautiful as they are painted. Overall, he was rather unfazed by the incident since he offhandedly noted that he had seen some at other times in Guinea on the coast of the Manikita. So it was like, yeah, it was like, Columbus. oh, these, these things exist, whatever. I'm I'm busy. What a douche can you? Right. Yeah, I've already seen that. I don't yeah, care. he didn't really get the fuck. But, right. He didn't make it too big of a deal in his journals, but um I'm surprised that he didn't try to enslave them and make them freaking swim the ship further. Jesus. Right. You know this area, don't you? All right. I'm gonna tie you to the front <laughs> of the ship and you just show me the way. Uh they say, you know, what John Smith uh saw and documented was probably a manatee. A lot of these men, you know, they're at sea yeah. for a long time and they um if you have you heard of the movie The Lighthouse that just came out? Yes, I've heard, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So I thought that that did such a good job at showing how isolated um men at sea can be and stopping at those ports and lighthouses and stuff. There aren't many women. Yeah. Um it, it's very isolating being out on the ocean and then coming back and not having anyone but like your your sailing team or whatever they would call them Mm -hmm. and so they oftentimes had fantasies and you know a trick of the light could make a manatee in all of its voluptuous glory look like a thick woman ready to be taken yeah (laughs) so so i mean it's like it's like a primal thing i guess Um, i agree so so I guess lonely men are the most susceptible. So that's why they like hang out. And their their goal was to steal souls. So I'm going to read. I found this neat little Vice article. And I'm going to read like little portions of it to explain. But so as I was saying before, the the three sirens that were initially sent down, they were sent down in the form of um, 
bird women. Mm -hmm. So whenever it started coming out that they were more fish-like, that was actually like a thing that we derived ourselves. Like it was human-made. The initial thing was that they wanted to be able to go on the sea without being in the water. So that's why it was... um, Persephone. Persephone was the wife of Hades, god of the Wait, underworld. And Persephone, it's Persephone. was. Oh, yeah, it's really? Persephone. I absolutely adore her. Yes. And I had to. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Okay, so Persephone. Yes, Persephone. Persephone is the goddess of the underworld. She was initially the goddess of, um, I not agriculture, but harvest, mm-hmm, I think, because mm-hmm. Demeter is her mother. Yes. Um, so she sent she allowed Persephone to marry Hades and according to writings by Ovid in Metamorphosis it was written in the late 1st century the sirens beseeched the gods for wings who granted their wish to assist them in their search for Persephone mm-hmm. so that was that was their goal that they were sent out for um but like I said, the, the depiction that's most famous is in the Odyssey, and that was composed around the end of the 8th century BCE. Circe was the goddess of magic who cautioned Odysseus on his <laughs> travels, and um, they the sirens inhabited a small island near Scylla and Charybdis. These creatures with their irresistible voices drifting across the waves were capable of luring ships completely off their course, leaving unfortunate sailors to rot in the flowered meadows over which they flew. Uh, There are art pieces on uh, vases and mosaics and stuff like that where the it's the head of a woman on the body of a bird. Mm. And like I said, uh, Odysseus was able to get through and finish his trip without being overtaken by their song because he was tied to a mast. That part about the the woman's head and the bird's body reminds me of Spirited Away. Have you seen that movie? Ah, uh, yes, yes. The I forgot what her name is, but um, the lady that runs the bathhouse, she mm-hmm. turns into. Oh yes, I remember. Many scholars believe that the sirens were considered to be manifestations of the human soul after death and uh, tricksters. The bird woman became a death demon, a soul sent to fetch a soul. Jane, oh my God, that's that exactly what she does. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know if the soul is for Hades, maybe, or if, if it's just like mm-hmm. they happened upon, and so they're collecting whoever's souls aimlessly just venture through there. Um, yeah. But in the Middle Ages, um, the spread of Christianity throughout Europe saw the siren morph from a bird woman into a fish-bodied being who personified both the dangers of sea and female sexuality. So that's that was always like a... Don't fall to temptation, you know, because her, you know, in these siren depictions, their breasts are out and they're looking very seductive and you can't listen to their song because they're dangerous. So stay away from them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that, I thought that was interesting because I, I had seen both versions as well. And who knows, maybe mermaids are completely different to what the sirens are. And the only thing that holds them in common is their song if they are seen singing or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But like I said earlier, I my theory is that whenever the bird thing didn't work because they avoided their song and they didn't look seductive or enticing looking, that's why they, mm-hmm. they fell to looking more sexualized. And the yeah. real danger is clear. Succumb to the temptations of a siren and the lustful human impulses and face ruination forevermore. That's how that ended. Uh, so basically, 
Yeah, so it was an inaccurate portrayal in that movie, the the lighthouse, because the sirens make a a little appearance for a second there, and it just it goes to show like he he just gets really horny, you know. He finds this little um, mermaid totem looking thing that's like carved, and he jerks off to it in one of the scenes. So I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. Wait, was it um, was it Robert Pattinson that yes. does that? Or well done um, to Rob Pat and his acting, and it was so enjoyable watching. Um, I kind of want to watch it just to watch. You should watch off. it. It was hot. It was honestly really hot. And um, God, what's his name? The other guy. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe did an amazing job. The The way that they talk and everything, it was just perfect. Oh my gosh. It's supposed to be loosely based on another story about three men that were, that like vanished, uh-huh. that were in a lighthouse. Yes. Loosely based on it. But yeah. When that's people what it vanish, that is the most eerie thing to me. Yeah. I think that that's so cool. Like reading, like all the possibilities that could have happened. Yeah. Uh, oh, real quick. In his book, The Song of the Sirens, P- Pietro Piucci asserts that these singers that have the same knowledge as the muses of the Iliad are really turned to the past, live in a spatial and temporal remoteness, which is frightening since their musean mem- memory becomes forgetfulness in the present and spells only grief, pity, and death. Mm. So they are like the muses. They know something... They know something that humans don't, and so that's what also makes them very foreboding. Because, I mean, they are created by the gods, of course. Yeah. So it's just very interesting. Um, Every time I hear about sirens, I think of what they looked like in the live-action Peter Pan that came out in, like, 2003. Oh, my God. I haven't seen it. It is so freaking good. I was obsessed with that movie when I was, like, 13, mainly because Peter Pan was played by Jeremy Sumpner or Sumter, mm-hmm. and I was obsessed with him. But that the movie is like really good, and the mermaids are terrifying, and the mermaids are terrifying in Harry Potter. <laughs> but yeah, they're scary. Even the ones in the cartoon, uh, Peter Pan are the Disney one are they're scary because of what they say. They don't look scary, but they're like mm-hmm. we were just mm-hmm. trying to drown her. Like oh, okay. <laughs> That's weird on in a children's yeah of course <laughs> I always see weird stuff in Disney movies now yeah well, it was a long time ago too they were very catty little mermaids oh my goodness so yeah uh, it's the fault of the sailors for falling for the seduction and it's by human imp- impulse and lust that they they failed um, so only the song was their the real temptation but of course they fall right. to the song their visual is supposed appeal. to like uh, sedate them i guess i i low key want to hear i want to know but then it's like hello then i'd be dead so. but we wouldn't be susceptible to it because we're not horny men anyone at sea that's the thing is like if women were allowed to go would they also fall prey to Oh, I know, but I've never heard that it did that, like it affected women. There's movies that'll be like, oh, like that's where the, I guess not the plot twist, but like that's where that's how the day is saved. Like women shit, are not like- susceptible to it. Yes, I can't remember what movie it is, but they do that, and it's, I think it's <laughs> funny, but I don't know. It's a little bit cliche. Like, really, that's how you're gonna get out of there. So I do want to say that we don't take credit for any of what we just said. We did we did all of our research and yeah, so we we have our our cited stuff. 
We are simply uh, consumers of entertainment as any of you could be. So, I mean. And we're just regurgitating it back to you. (laughs) So. And hope you enjoy it like a baby bird. Yes. Enjoying its first meal. (laughs) Yes. That's what today is. We do this for fun. Uh, This is our cute little hobby, I guess you could say. We're just like little dainty housewomen making a little podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) We enjoy doing this research and whatever we find interesting, we want to share with you guys and we will share our cited pages and stuff in the descriptions um, or on our Instagram that we have, Gimme the Creeps. Make sure you follow us if you like what we're posting because we will post updates on what episodes we're coming out with. So yeah, this was our first little episode. We hope that you enjoyed it and found our topics interesting. My question is, did we give you the creeps? <laughs>